When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It was the breast of times. It was the worst of times. It's a tale. A tale of two. I can't say that word on the radio as I lose my voice. Good afternoon. <clears throat> and happy Friday. Where did my voice go, Holly? I don't know, but Hold it's on Friday. a second. Will you just welcome everyone to Friday yeah. for a second well, and tell them what Friday. they're listening to? Yes, uh, you're listening to the Colleen and Bradley Show here on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. We're streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. You can check us on the My Talk YouTube page. I think Bradley has found his voice once again. Oh, thank you so much. I don't know what happened. Bradley's here. I'm uh, Holly. Colleen's taking a few days off. She'll be back on Tuesday. Uh, Britney Spears has me speechless again. Like I said, it was the breast of times. It was the worst of times. Holly uh, coined this segment, the tale of two. <laughs> tale of two what? Okay, so that means because it's a tale of two, <laughs> we have to start with the breast of times, um, specifically Britney Spears' Instagram, because you guys, she has unleashed her bazooms for another post. Yeah, another post. So, could you give us like a visual description? Of, of the, the latest, latest post? post? The latest post. Well, the latest post is a video. So the first post, well, let's go back to the first post of Britney Spears's boobs. I mean, okay. we'll just yeah. say that. This is, is now the breasts? third boob forward Instagram post uh, for Britney Spears. Yeah. So I think it was maybe Friday when you DM'd us with this image of Britney Spears holding her breasts and she has the nipples censored out with a little sparkly thing because you can't show that on Instagram. Yeah. Well, that video, free the nipple, free the nipple. That, vid- that photo, since it was first published, has actually been taken off of Instagram and reposted three times. That is so weird. I didn't realize it had been removed and reposted. That's disturbing. Right, because you would be like, well, let's go check out Britney Spears' boobs on Instagram, and then they would be gone. So now, here's an interesting development. The latest post, which is Britney, it's a video, I'll describe it very briefly. It's Britney Spears holding her breasts bear and she is looking up and it's a video that's quickly edited and so it's her sort of like walking up to the camera with her bazooms right Mm -hmm. and then it cuts to her like super close to the camera like her face and then it goes back to like her holding her breasts up and it's a very sort of american horror story edit 
that just like it, you just expect something creepy to happen. It's a very, very odd video, right? It's a jump cut video. Yeah. I'm like, you, okay. Thanks you, for bringing in the technical terms. <laughs> but it's scary. You see those kinds of cuts in scary movies. You expect it to be something out of the ring, and then to all of a sudden, yeah. Ah, yeah, exactly. You watch Britney Spears and her boobs, and then you get sucked in and you're cursed forever. Well, I mean, I feel like that's truer words, man. Anyway, so this latest video, the other interesting thing about it, Holly, and the reason I want to talk about it, this thing has 9 million views. Mm-hmm. As opposed to her other boob forward uh, photos slash experiences are between like 1 and 3 million so this latest boob one is just, I, I don't know if it's because it's video. It could be. But then remember also, Bradley, that first breast photo of Britney Spears. Oh, was taken down. Taken yeah. down and put up and then but, taken down again. And yeah. put up. It's crazy, though, just like from uh, like, you know, from an Instagram perspective, she got a lot of likes for that. I mean, people like this and it really i am so confused as to what people are liking about this now in the comments it doesn't surprise us that you have a bunch of blue checks showing up going oh my god you're amazing oh my god we support you we're here we hear you we see you we support you um you know the occasional person is going what is happening right so like there are some people but most of the the blue checks that is most of the verified Instagram users are just hopping on the bandwagon of being, you know, super publicly supportive of Britney Spears, which is not surprising, but also like you guys, eyeballs, anyone? Hello. Hello. Also, Bradley, you made the point that the audio in this video is really weird. Oh, can we hear it? Yeah. So this is the video of Britney Spears holding her bosom in a weird jump cut. So creepy silent. It sounds like there's an air conditioner like close by. It's just there's just something I watched it last night and I was like, oh, my God, what's going on? Someone help her. <laughs> exactly. And it's it's hard. So, you know, again, tale of two, <laughs> the breast of times, the worst of times. Like it's it's really this two track narrative about Britney. There's everything happening on her Instagram, which makes no sense, seems completely unhinged. And if not unhinged, at the very least, just for a celebrity of her status, a little wreck. What's the word? Because I hate putting like judgments on it. Like she's entitled to do whatever the heck she wants with her Instagram. Like I have no I'm not saying like. I guess I don't know what I'm not saying, but I'm trying to make a distinction between. Like, I understand she's a, you know, a person with free will. And if she just wants to do goofy stuff on Instagram, I mean, we all do that, right? Like, there are things I post where I'm sure people are like, what did you put that up there for? That's dumb. What are all those pickles doing? Hey, hey! (laughs) But you're absolutely right. I get it. And I want her to have that, right? But I also just want to be like, you guys, this is objectively strange. Is it not? Yeah. Because there's never any explanation or context Right, right. And Britney Spears, I mean, look, Britney Spears is a different caliber of celebrity than you, Bradley. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you for making the clarification, because I was not aware that I... (laughs) Meaning that Britney Spears, I think there's a baseline understanding, and I'm going to make a bold assumption that Britney Spears understands this, 
that millions of people are paying attention to her Instagram. And millions of people are trying to figure out what she is trying to say on this Instagram. So she's just having some careless fun, carefree fun. Well, it could be carefree fun. She could be trying to communicate something. But with great power comes great responsibility, as was illustrated in the Spider-Man comics. Or not. And maybe I'm just like overthinking the Instagram thing. But on the other hand, remember, there's also this entire there's like the Instagram narrative. But then there's like the like world yeah, the real world experience, and there's another development in that particular side of things, and that was what I was uh, drawn to first yesterday after the show was that TMZ was reporting that uh, it sounds like her medical team is on board for dumping her father from the conservatorship, which that that's a big development. Now, according to some legal documentation that TMZ got their hands on, this is an interesting thing too because I wonder who the who is the pipeline. Or who's using the pipeline to TMZ? You know, a lot of celebrities use TMZ to get their word, their message out. And we used to think that it was probably a combination of Jamie Spears and his side of the fence funneling news to TMZ that made him look a certain way. But this news is obviously not pro Jamie Spears. That is the father of Britney Spears. That is the one controlling her financial estate. So then I wonder, well, okay, who over on Team Britney is giving documentation to TMZ? Is it Britney? Is it Jody Montgomery? Is it her mom? Is mm-hmm. it half a dozen other people? Anyway, according to those documents, with that question in mind, Jody Montgomery, she is the one in charge of Britney's personal uh, conservatorship. She says that in addition to joining Britney's bid, to remove Jamie as the conservator that apparently the medical team thinks that uh, Jamie should go bye-bye in the car car too, in terms of the conservatorship, that they believe that he is an impediment to her medical welfare. Well, that's interesting. And that says that there are more people trying to get Jamie Spears out of the conservatorship. We've heard, Brittany, we've heard her opinion about her dad being involved in her conservatorship. Now, her conservator, Jody Montgomery, is also backing Britney Spears and following up on what she said she was going to do, and that was advocate for Britney Spears and advocate for what Britney Spears wants out of this. Now, interestingly enough, Jody also makes it clear that she wants Jason Rubin to be appointed conservatorship of her state in place of Jamie. And that's the accountant guy that we heard about earlier this week that was tough and like was going to get it done. Yeah. And in conjunction with, of course, Brittany's new personal attorney. Yes. The, you know, the three of them seem to all be advocating for Brittany in a way that nobody has up to this point. Now, the very interesting story that I have also, in addition to this, and if you're just joining us, we're talking about a tale of two. (laughs) That is boobies. Um, The breast of times, the worst of times. We're talking about Brittany's Instagram. We're talking about Brittany's, you know, legal battle to get her father removed from the conservatorship. One of the things that is still a question mark in my mind is what happened to Jody Montgomery that she suddenly saw the light and has started to advocate. Now she may tell us, she may feel that she has been advocating for Brittany for a very long time and that we just didn't know that. Okay, great. But clearly mm, all of the things that you're doing now could have been done years ago. Mm-hmm. And by all accounts, Brittany has been saying this stuff from day one. What changed with Jody Montgomery such that she saw the light? 
proverbially, quote unquote. It could very well just be the public perception of what is happening. The tides have turned. Yeah. We have a new understanding of this conservatorship of Britney Spears, of the things that she has been subjugated to under this conservatorship, where it's just simply okay. Times have changed, and we're going to be making these changes now. Also, the whole world is watching. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. So the whole world is watching. We're paying attention to Britney Spears and her conservatorship in a way that we absolutely weren't maybe 10 years ago, outside of perhaps specific Britney Spears fandoms. Well, one of the things that the last year and a half, and I I don't want to say the pandemic, because I just feel like that conflates a bunch of things, but one of the things I can certainly ascribe to the increased opportunity to pay attention to things that the last year and a half has given many of us. I do think it's the increased scrutiny by the general public on this conservatorship that really tipped things in the balance towards Britney Spears in a way that they weren't before. Because before and for years, you've had, I mean, literally Britney Spears herself saying from day one, I don't want this and I certainly don't want it with my father. But that wasn't enough, obviously, right? Because they can, you know, control her through the conservatorship. Well, then you did have this groundswell, albeit small and on the fringes of people connected through social media starting to say free Britney, free Britney. But even we here on the radio who pay attention to pop culture stories, it took a very long time for us to finally jump headfirst towards free Britney Because at first, that whole Free Britney movement seemed very fringe, very, you know, oh, that's adorable. You people have no nothing better to do. Mm -hmm. You know, get a hobby, get a job, stop, you know, you know, this is just fun for you people. No, they these people were actually doing something very serious. It's just that we weren't appreciating it for what it was. And then somehow over the last, you know, six to nine months, if not more the average person is like, I think honestly it was that documentary. Yes. It was framing Britney Spears. And that was the documentary from the New York times that you could still watch on FX and Hulu right now. Oh, that's good to know. Thank you for that. Yeah. You're welcome. But don't you feel like that had something to do with the final tipping of the scales where then you had everybody running, everybody involved that is running towards the side of Britney Spears. Like, Oh, I've always been here for her. Yeah. Yeah. It was that it was framing Britney Spears And it was also our current propensity to reflect on our relationship with popular culture, I think, in a way that perhaps just, you know, the average person hasn't had an opportunity to do, meaning that they've had the time in the past year and a half to maybe go into those deeper dives than they normally would simply because you're not doing stuff. I mean, it's been it's been a nice break, which is a weird thing to say, but I think Britney was. Ultimately, at the end of the day, Britney will have been freed from this conservatorship because of the, you know, um, Netflixization. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Of her story. Yeah. In a large part. And there's still a Netflix documentary on Britney Spears that is yet to come out. Yeah. Allegedly has some explosive allegations in that. Oh, oh. Okay. All that right. Was, that was a good little novel. Bradley. Yes. Now back to boobies. Actually, Holly Roberts is going to have all the latest from Hollywood beyond Britney Spears and maybe with Britney Spears. I don't know. When we come back right here on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. And here with all the latest from Hollywood, it's our good friend. Oh, look, Holly Roberts. Oh, look, I'm here with a thirst trap. Thank you so much. I know. I'm here with a thirst trap for you this Friday. Thirsty. Quench your thirst with a shirtless Alex Rodriguez hosing himself off on the deck of a yacht. Uh, No, thanks. Okay. (laughs) Sure. Why? What? Uh, So he posted this on his. He's still. Still, Alex Rodriguez posted this photograph from his yacht yesterday, two days after his 46th birthday. So he's having a birthday week, that Alex Rodriguez, and he's not wearing a shirt. He's standing underneath the outdoor shower and he's having a good time. And then I mean, great. Yeah. <laughs> and then he posted under the photograph what or captioned it one or two. Which suits you? So he wants you to comment on this picture. Oh, God. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. Although we all do that. Yeah, but do you actually... Co- okay, here's like, a question. Like, oh, showering. I don't do that, actually. But You don't shower? I mean, I do shower, yes. I just don't ask people to rate my outfits. You don't set up thirst traps on social media? I try. I, I actively try, I promise. Okay, wonderful. I it doesn't oh, mean I try. succeed. But. but that's interesting. It's like, okay, are you actually going to be commenting on Alex Rodriguez's Instagram account if you're not a blue check and you don't want, don't need the yeah, attention? That, that is true because I always wonder, I mean, I guess there are Alex Rodriguez super fans. Because I'm looking at all the comments on this photograph and they're all blue checks. Because the algorithm sorts it that way. But it's, you know what? Okay, Alex Rodriguez, fine. Get your attention. We gave it to you. Congratulations. Enjoy your birthday week. I hope it's really fun. Yeah, he's had a long week. I feel like we better be done. It's Friday. Yeah. Well, it is Friday. Yay! So congratulations to us. (laughs) We'll be talking about Alex Rodriguez a little later in the show because that is what is happening right now. Um, Let's move on from that story. Let's talk about, you know, we're just going to kind of keep it light today. Mark Paul Gosler is talking about the undeniable chemistry that he had with the Save of the Bell co-star Leah Remedy. Because if you recall, Bradley, your early 90s teen sitcoms, Leah Remedy was featured in a season of Save by the Bell. She was oh, in the, yes. Yes. She was the daughter of the owner of the beach club in Malibu. And so Mark Paul Gosler is talking about the fact that he had real chemistry with Leah Remini. Ooh. Ooh. He said that, you know, you'll see in this episode of Zack to the Future, 
because there's a podcast called Zach to the Future, a Saved by the Bell focused podcast. Oh, that's adorable. Oh, yeah. That, uh, there's still chemistry between the two of them at the Malibu Sands in the summer of 1991. Oh, isn't that lovely? I would like to go back to 1991 for five minutes. I don't want to go very long, but just to take a deep breath of fresh air. It was a long time ago, Bradley. It really was. Sidetrack, last night watched a little bit of the movie Reality Bites from 1994. okay. That was a long time ago. (laughs) It's aged. Well, Reality Bites was really of the moment. Yes. Au courant, if you will. Like that, that was sort of a, I don't know if you could say a zeitgeisty film, but it did sort of try to engender what the 90s was at that or what we thought the 90s was at that point yeah it's interesting because watching a movie like reality bites from 1994 is a study in what 1994 thought it was like and how does that hold up to what we know it to have been like because i have i honestly can't say i've seen it since the 1990s well it hasn't held it's only held up in as much as it's like, oh, this is what Hollywood thought was happening in the 90s. This isn't actually what was happening in the 90s. So it was, you know, and a lot of cigarettes inside. Was there a sense of like just, you know, slacker, you know, the quote slacker vibe? Oh, yeah. Like just like, man, what's it all about? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I don't have to do anything. Well, that was uh, Winona Ryder's character. Yeah. She was having a hard time finding a job, so she just spent $400 calling psychic friends and smoking cigarettes on the couch. Wow. And then it was her decision was between Ethan Hawke's poet, rocker, grunge guy, authentic character, and Ben Stiller's Hollywood executive, smart, kind, Did she pick the but executive? kind of. No. Oh. She picked the poet. Because the executive Pick sold the executive her out, man. man. I, I know. Well, that's the thing. It's Because kind of- <laughs> then you can get divorced, you'll get half the money, and then yeah. you can go find yourself. It's like... <laughs> so the advice we would give 90s us. Yes, indeed. And uh, hey, want to let you know, go on the internet. Go and check out Amelta Staunton as Queen Elizabeth II from the fifth season of The Crown. Now, the I fifth, need to look at this. It's She is an impressive queen. Now, remember in The Crown, we've had three different actresses play Queen Elizabeth II over the course of her life. Claire Foy. Then we had the, the wonderful Olivia Coleman for the past two seasons. Now Amelda Staunton is playing the queen in her elder years. And it, we're getting a new iteration of the queen. And it's exciting. I, you know, I'm always excited. A, I, I am just a huge super fan of The Crown. And B, um, I love Amelda Staunton. Staunton. Um, in this role, I just can't wait. I mean, I, I just can't wait to see her in it. So, yeah, looking forward to that. That's happening in 2022. That's all the dirt. What a journey we had. We did. We, Thank yeah. you for taking us from thirst traps to queens. All my favorite things. When we come back, juicy bits of gossip with the names left out. We call them blind items, and Holly's got a fresh crop right here on my talk 1071 hey oh that song is just so catchy i just like it every time i hear it good afternoon and welcome to friday america it's 12 30 in the p.m i'm bradley trainer that's holly roberts and we have a special guest for this segment we call blinded by the item blinded by the item where we solve celebrity gossip mysteries in the form of blind items. And our very special guest today is Donna Valentine. Donna! Hey, guys. Hey. Let's do it. Oh, here's our first celebrity gossip mystery. Let's solve this one. Okay. One moment, please, while it loads. Here we go. This A-list singer, 
might want to ask her mom about the book deal the mom is negotiating. The, okay, uh, I have a question of clarification. Yes. Or a clarifying question. Yes. Is the mom negotiating a book about the singer? It could be about anything. Oh. Could mm. be about her journey. Could be about so the do we know the mom? journey. Yeah, we know the mom. An A-plus list singer? An A-list singer, in quotation marks. Oh! Whose mom is negotiating a book deal. Come on now. Okay, okay. Is it a uh, is it a Taylor Swift sitch? Oh, oh, a Britney Spears mom. Oh, so, so Lynn I Spears. gave Donna a bit of a hint by grabbing my breast. Ah, uh, is that the universal signal now for Britney Spears? Sadly, it <laughs> just is. for the past few days. Uh huh. So mm. let Did me you see that video, by the way, Donna. I didn't watch a video. There was a video, and she's like holding her bosoms, and it's really weirdly edited. It's very. Really? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Sorry, Holly. Yeah. Well, Britney Spears might want to ask her mom, Lynn Spears, about the book deal that Lynn Spears Ooh. is negotiating right now. That mm. is troublesome because yeah. there's time and place for a book deal. It is not now. It, this ain't it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, interesting, though. Yeah. Because Lynn Spears has written a book about her family before. Yeah. And I think that what book. What was it called? Like. My story in my own words. I feel like I read excerpts. My journey of it. into the world of the world. Uh, something like that. Yeah. yeah. But completely different. Just like that, but completely different. <laughs> Here's our next celebrity gossip mystery The Money Through line. the Storm. Through, oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called Through the Storm colon. Oh, where's the colon? Come on now. I see this. Do I have to point it out to you? (laughs) Oh, you think you know where the colon is, do you? Uh, Through the storm, a real story of fame and family in a famous world or some dumb thing. Anyway, sorry, Holly. Go ahead. Here's our next celebrity gossip. Thank you. The money laundering streaming service will show just about anything, but even they are not proud of the movie starring the three named actress. They're hoping some editing can make it better. It will need a lot of it. Whoa. Well, I think I know who the streaming service is. Okay. Is it the flicks? Okay. Because they've seemingly had endless amounts of cash to throw at projects. Right. Okay. So now we need a three named actress yes okay and this should be obvious uh well we're gonna have well we talked about this person a lot in the past year in the context of a population ship okay and this person is starring as a famous movie actress in a project for netflix apparently it's not good okay so oh she's starring as an actress yes is one of the names duh we oui. <laughs> You can get there, Donna. Uh, okay, so, so is this the one about Pamela Anderson? No. Oh, I was. Up. No, but that's a good guess. Okay, so I don't remember the streaming service. You're thinking of the one that was kissing that guy in Italy, who's doing Marilyn Monroe, right? Well, you're thinking British, of, or no, I Pamela. Was thinking I'm thinking Pamela of Pamela and, Anderson. Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee, who is being played by Lily James, who is kissing a dude in, in Italy. Yeah, Lily James and, <laughs> and the guy Dominic from, yeah. Dominic West. West. West yes. Okay, but so, I was thinking of Marilyn Monroe, who's actually the woman I think this blind item is about. Marilyn Monroe is the 
the biopic. Famous movie actress who, okay, so the person playing Marilyn Monroe, that's what I have to come up with. So think about the publationship. We're talking about one half of that publationship a lot now. Okay, so there's Machine Gun Kelly and What's Her Face. That's a good guess. Uh, There's um, Nick Jonas and What's Her Face. Better guess, sure. But okay. like, there's one above all. We call them, in fact, on our show, the publationship of summer. Mm-hmm. The POS. J-Lo. And? Ben Affleck. So, previously in a relationship with Ben Affleck. Oh, what's her name? The one from Knives Out. And there's a D. You know, De Havilland. De No, she's De no longer with us. Oh, that's right. Aww. R.I.P. Um, she is a day, um, um Anna de, Ma- de Armas. Yes, yes queen! Yay! Way to go! Wow, she's playing Marilyn? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I think she's a very good actress, yeah. I will say. No? Sure. I don't know, I haven't seen her in anything. She was great in Knives Out. Really, really good. Want to read the blind item? Yeah, so Netflix... We'll show just about anything, but even they're not proud of the Marilyn Monroe movie starring Ana de Armas. Netflix is hoping some editing can make it better, but it's just going to need a lot of it. Going to have to get fancy. It's okay. Some. I mean, what is the, do you know anything about this particular film, Holly? No, I don't know anything about it. Like, what's the point? What's the era? What's the thrust? Like, why do we need another Marilyn movie other than Marilyn Monroe is just a constant font of interest for most people Hmm. bizarrely yeah i don't know it's the fact that there is even a new marilyn monroe movie is kind of baffling yeah yeah like what are we gonna learn yeah what's why yeah why why Why? do we have time for oh yes we do yeah let's do it okay there's never any shortage of these things huh no, Holly, just unless he hasn't posted them for the day, Holly usually has a big crop. Yeah, a big crop. Let's have bad Olympic behavior blind items. Ooh, okay. I'm here for those. Okay. <laughs> they involve sex. Or at least Ooh, this one does. Sexy, sexy. Okay. This former A plus list Olympic athlete always always says she's a virgin, but she was known as the queen of <laughs> at multiple games. The queen of her fur. Mm-hmm. Is it a particular job that yeah. she's a queen of? Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's a summer Olympic person. Yeah. Somebody who says they're a virgin. God, I don't know. I don't know anybody who's like, hi, I'm a virgin. Other than, than Colton Underwood. Oh, uh, this saw per- how that ended. Well, yeah. This person has been uh, open about the fact that they are sex free. Is it a gymnast? No. Okay. That's, is it a swimmer? Uh, no. But you know, I want to go back and correct the record because this person is is both a summer and a winter athlete. Oh wow! Oh. Mm-hmm. Is it like uh, somebody who skis and also does something in the summer? <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't ski. But think about what you could do in the summer that would also translate. Into something in the winter. A skater who also does synchronized swimming. Nailed, uh. nailed it. <laughs> I mean, what both would involve you... water in various states. Yes. You would need some uh, quick footwork in both these sports. So not skating. What about the, um, what's the one with the, 
the thing. Oh, the shuffle thing. Yeah, the, sh- the curling. The curling Is club. A curler? <laughs> no. A virgin curler? No, a virgin <gasps> curler. Oh my gosh, you guys. Hi, my no. name's Joyce. I'm from St. Paul, and I'm a virgin curler. <laughs> um, oh gosh, I'm not that up on my Olympics. Nancy Kerrigan. Oh, oh, is she an active Olympian? Um, she's not an active Olympian, but uh, she has been active in the past decade. So she's not like a Nancy Kerrigan. Lipinski. No, it's not a Lipinski. Uh. This person, uh, she competed in the 20, or excuse me, 2000. 2000- I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 2008 Olympics, okay? She also... I was hoping that listeners were yelling at us. They're not. Yeah, I don't think they are either. Um, She was... She was uh, in the 2014 Winter Olympics. Okay, so she has competed in Can both. Can you give us a sport at least? Is she, our, is she from here? Does she have ties to here? With the United States? No, I mean like Minnesota. No. Mm. Uh, she was born in Iowa, though. And she runs track and she bobsleds. Oh, God. Are we going to know her? We don't know her. We don't know oh. her. We don't know her. She can't sit with she us. She can't sit with <laughs> no. us. Her name, Lolo Jones. Oh, oh really? She's the long nails lady. No. <laughs> long nails lady. I thought she Were was... you thinking of Flojo, Donna? Oh, my Probably. God. Like the oh. 90s called. Yeah. Legendary athlete. No, Lolo I Jones did not compete like... at the level of Flojo. But she's been very outspoken about not having the okay, sex. Okay, so, but she's a her her queen. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. Oh my God. I mean, good. You know, congrats. Yeah. You yeah. want to meddle in something more than your sport? Yeah. You do you salacious God, I also gossip love, mysteries? I, I love those kind of gossipy ones because, like, who knows if that's actually true? That just means that there is somebody spreading that rumor. Right. Yeah. Like, hey, of course. Do you know what I heard? I heard Ludlow Jones. Oh my yeah. gosh, totally. Well, and then there was also the rumor this year at the Olympics in Tokyo that the beds were specifically designed to deter athletes from participating in... Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't they put like some sort of weird... They're made out of cardboard. Yeah. Oh, was that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and that... they're also handing out condoms, and I think the rowing team had a problem with a hole in their boat, so they had to put paste together to... Fill the so hole. They use condoms. They use the condom for it to make it stick. To so, like the um, what's that stuff? Flex Seal. Yeah, yeah they should have yes. brought some Flex Seal instead. <laughs> exactly. They brought some condoms. Oh, you guys, what a journey! <laughs> Truly, oh, happy Donna. Friday. Thank Donna. you so much, yeah. Donna. Oh, it's we, didn't, we didn't do very well today. But, no, we you know, sucked. It's okay. It's it was fine. fun. It's fine. Bye. Hey, when we come back, we are going to find out whether a movie. Uh, that you may remember should get a reboot. Should we tell them the movie, Holly, or should we make them wait? Uh, I'll give you a hint. Okay.
This is notoriously one of the biggest box office bombs of all time. All right, reboot or get the boot when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Think about one of the worst films of the 90s, and that's exactly what we're about to consider coming back in the form of a TV show. And we'll find all out, of, out about it in this segment called Reboot or Get the Boot. Reboot or Get the Boot. There we go. Got it in. Okay, so um, this is this just seems like a bizarre one. It seems like they might be scraping the bottom of uh, the film barrel for this one, Holly. Yeah, well, there's not just a drought happening here. There's drought of ideas happening in Hollywood, USA. Hi, because the trades Bradley were reporting about a new reboot that's in development as a TV series based off of a movie from 1995. Do you remember a little film called Waterworld? Oh, but I do. This is mostly ge- because I don't want to. This is getting the reboot treatment, Bradley. Okay, so um for those of you who weren't around in the 90s uh, and haven't feasted your eyes and senses upon Waterworld, it was essentially like a post-apocalyptic world where there's just a bunch of water. Yeah. And humans have to swim. Right. It's a post-apocalyptic world where the ice caps have melted and the entire planet was covered by water. And Kevin Costner starred in this movie. He played an underwater, breathing, web-toed sailor loner. Underwater, (laughs) breathing, web-toed... What? Sailing loner. Sailing loner. Yes. So that was Kevin Costner. Now, this movie was notoriously one of the biggest bombs of the 90s. It cost a record $175 million to make. The production was famously troubled, and people didn't like the movie. They were not here for it at all. I love that it was dubbed, and I didn't know this, but reading through this piece, it's hilarious. It was dubbed at the time Fishtar. Yes. Which... Again, if you don't remember the 90s, you don't remember Ishtar, which I don't know if that came out in the 80s, maybe late 80s. But that was in the 80s. Ishtar was a notor- another notoriously bad movie. Which, okay, so now you're bringing Ishtar to the conversation, Bradley. Ishtar has entered the chat. Well, and I say this because if we're considering Reboot or Get the Boot with Waterworld, Ishtar actually, as a movie, if you go back and watch it, is not that bad. Okay. Not it's, as bad as Waterworld. It's not as bad as Waterworld. Ishtar stars Warren Beatty and Dustin Hoffman as a pair of struggling cabaret singers, and they get caught up in international espionage. It's hard to explain. But in, I will say, in the '90s or late '80s, it was it was the thing. It yeah. was more of a, I forget the the term, but it's the thing that everybody, whenever you wanted to make a joke about something being bad. You referenced Ishtar. Oh, exactly. And then once Waterworld happened, then you referenced yeah. Waterworld. Yes. And so, that became the meme. So, you know, knowing that, that it was a source of cultural derision, what on God's green or blue earth made anyone think this was a good idea to bring back to uh, a screen, albeit a smaller screen in the form of television? I don't know, Bradley. The only thing that I can think of, the only thing I can think of is that universal content productions 
So think about that. Just that name, Universal Content Productions. I work for Universal Content Productions. <laughs> We're looking for a widget to stick in one of our streaming yeah. services. I mean, okay, let's be clear, though. Like, as a sci-fi premise, interesting. Yeah. Right? Like, And also, perhaps, possibly timely. A lot of conversation about the warming of the planet and the environmental changes that will bring. You know, mm-hmm. um, certainly a point of human angst currently, not just angst, but actual pain for others. Right. So so you can maybe understand where somebody was sitting in a room going like, here is a post-apocalyptic thriller or not thriller post-apocalyptic. I don't even know what it what was the actual plot. I don't even remember. Well, so Kevin Costner, he's the underwater breathing web toe sailing loner. And he comes across a woman and a girl, and then together they're trying to seek dry land because it's a myth that dry land exists, and they're chasing after that. And then they run into Dennis Hopper, and he's a baddie, and then I think they like drink their own pee at some point. Sure, because you have to. Yeah, got to stay hydrated. Yeah. Um, So, again, I I feel like there's a kernel of something here, Mm -hmm. but like as an idea. But whether that translates into a good idea for a story, much less a good idea for a story on television, remains to be seen. I mean, I guess I'm saying, sure, why not? If we're considering Waterworld to either reboot or get the boot. Actually, you know, Bradley, I'm kind of with you. Where the premise alone is probably good enough to sustain some kind of storytelling We've moved beyond the movie version of Waterworld. All you need is Waterworld and the premise that we're in a post-apocalyptic world where people are trying to find land. That premise alone could probably drive a fairly interesting TV show. Do we know enough about the people behind the thing to know whether or not it has a chance of floating? Or staying uh, afloat? You know, or whatever maritime analogy you can muster. <laughs> uh, I don't really know what else these people have done. All right. But well, you know what? They're going to give it the old college try. Why not? Okay. Let's reboot. Yeah. Waterworld. I mean, that's, you know, there's a brilliance behind picking something that everyone hated because it's only up from here, right? There you go. All right. When we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show, Benefer againifer, we have to talk about the chair shortage in the Mediterranean. I'll explain what that means in mere moments here on My Talk 107.1.